Part two of chapter eight of Herman's Book of Magic Black Art Fully Exposed. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Herman's Book of Magic Black Art Fully Exposed by Alexander Herman. Chapter eight. Part two. Miscellaneous Tricks. The Bran and Dove Plates. The trick I am about to describe, in its primary form, consists of changing a quantity of bran or flour into a live dove. It can, however, like the tambourine, be made available for the production of various articles, and is especially suitable for the magical distribution of bonbons, candy, etc. The performer comes forward with an ordinary soup plate filled to overflowing with bran, a portion of which is scattered over the stage to prove its genuineness the bran is then covered with a second plate which upon being removed reveals a live dove the bran having entirely disappeared the explanation is as follows one of the plates is fitted with a tin lining enameled white on the inside to represent the china the supposed bran is really this tin lining turned upside down with bran gummed all over it a handful of loose bran being thrown on the top it is hardly necessary to say that the dove is already in the plate concealed by the bran shape the false heap of bran is now covered with the second plate and while talking the performer in a careless way turns the plate over several times finally placing them on the table in such a manner that the one that was formerly uppermost shall now be at the bottom all he has to do now is to remove the uppermost plate and take out the dove the inside of the bottom plate should now be shown when it will appear perfectly empty in place of the dove the plate may be loaded with candy and small toys for distribution or with a list of articles similar to those produced from the tambourine if a coil of ribbon be used it should be a colored one with one side rubbed over with chalk so that the inside of the plate may be shown prior to its production by using two pairs of these plates and being provided with two doves exactly alike the bran in one may be made to apparently change places with the dove in the other the wandering beer the feat bearing this title consists of causing a glass of beer to pass through the crown of a borrowed hat having obtained the loan of two hats the performer places them on the table mouth to mouth and stands the glass of beer on the crown of the uppermost one covering it with a paper cylinder of the same height as itself on removing the cylinder it is shown to be perfectly empty the glass being immediately taken from the lower hat for the performance of the trick the operator must be provided with a glass three and one quarter inch high by two and one half inch in diameter at the mouth tapering very slightly towards the bottom in addition to the glass and the paper cylinder a piece of glass tubing the same height as the tumbler and large enough to pass easily over the same will also be required this piece of tubing must be browned on the inside to within one inch of the top and finished with a little white paint to represent froth when thus prepared it will readily pass for a glass containing beer the paper cylinder containing the sham glass being on the table the performer comes forward with a bottle of beer and fills the tumbler he then takes up the cylinder and passes his wand right through it as if to prove that it has not undergone any preparation after which he places it over the glass of beer he then puts the glass still covered with the cylinder into one of the hats with the remark i will now cause the tumbler to pass from one hat to the other then as if struck with a sudden thought changes his mind saying no Perhaps it would be more effective if I place the hats one over the other and pass the glass through the crown of the uppermost one. Saying this, he apparently takes the tumbler still under cover of the cylinder from the hat and places it in the required position. Really, however, the beer was left behind, the cylinder and counterfeit glass alone being removed. Now, in order to satisfy the spectators that the beer is actually on the crown of the hat, the performer lifts the cylinder and exposes the sham glass, which everyone believes to be the genuine article the cover is then replaced and the tumbler commanded to pass into the lower hat after which it is again raised together with the counterfeit and the wand passed through it as before 
the hats are then separated and the glasses produced from the lower one a crystal water mystery chemical tricks as a rule do not meet with much favor at the hands of professional conjurers the reason is pretty clear as in the majority of cases the modus operandi is too palpable the one i am about to describe however owing to the number of changes produced is an exceptionally good one and is to be found in the repertoire of the leading performers of the day four empty glass tumblers together with a glass jug full of water are arranged on a tray water poured from the jug into number one is seen to be clear number two changes to brown pop number three is seen to be clear number four again changes to brown pop numbers one and two mixed equal brown pop numbers three and four equal water numbers one and two put back into the jug give all brown pop numbers three and four put back into the jug give all water as at first the explanation although by no means obvious is very simple glass number one is perfectly clean number two contains a small portion of pyrogallic acid about the size of a pea number three is prepared with half a teaspoonful of sulfuric acid number four contains the same quantity of pyrogallic acid as number two the jug contains clear water into which a teaspoonful of sulfate of iron is dropped just before the trick is commenced. The iron should not be placed in the water until actually required for use, as the solution changes rapidly to a yellow color, in which condition it would not pass very well for water. For the same reason, the jug should be removed immediately after the trick. Some performers prefer to use the following chemicals in place of those enumerated above. I will give them in the same order, and then the magician may choose for himself. Glass number one, as before, is quite clean number two contains a few drops of muriated tincture of iron number three a teaspoonful of saturated solution of oxyolic acid and number four is prepared in the same manner as number two a teaspoonful of tannic acid should be added to the water in the jug prior to the commencement of the experiment i myself always use the sulfuric acid as i believe it produces the best result but in the case of a spill it is very dangerous and on this account the latter method is to be preferred the changes in either case are quite instantaneous hence the trick produces a most extraordinary effect the wizard's breakfast the magical production of a steaming hot coffee has always been a favorite trick with the juveniles especially when the beverage is handed round for their consumption and various pieces of apparatus have been designed for effecting this purpose the most up-to-date method however is the one hereafter described two boxes without lids sizes about twelve inches by eight inches by eight inches usually fitting one within the other for convenience in traveling and containing respectively cuttings of blue and white paper are introduced to the audience two pint goblets in metal are then filled one with blue and the other with white paper from the boxes after which they are covered with small silk handkerchiefs on removing the handkerchiefs the blue and the white papers are found to have been transformed respectively into hot coffee and hot milk the performer then pours a portion of each fluid into a breakfast cup and makes a motion as if throwing the whole over the audience when nothing falls but a shower of blue and white paper cuttings every vestige of the coffee and milk having disappeared there are in reality four goblets employed in the trick two of which containing the fluids are concealed in the boxes unknown to the spectators these two are provided with shallow trays fitting loosely within them at the top each tray being filled with paper of the required color when presenting the trick the performer comes forward with the box containing the white paper and throwing a handful in the air calls out out in the cold which remark is perfectly justifiable as the paper gives a faithful representation of falling snow placing this box on the table and taking up that containing the blue paper he scatters a handful over the stage with the remark this is the same as the white only the wind blew it he now takes one of the goblets from the table and appears to fill it with white paper but really while in the box an exchange is made for the one containing the milk which owing to the presence of the shallow tray will appear to be full of paper this is then covered with a handkerchief after which the second goblet is treated in like manner 
the shallow trays have each a piece of wire projecting from their upper edge to enable the performer to remove them under cover of the handkerchiefs the handkerchiefs are thrown in a careless manner over the sides of the boxes into which if sufficient paper has been provided the trays may be secretly allowed to fall the cup and saucer will next require our attention these are of metal in imitation of the genuine article the saucer being made double with a small hole in the center of its upper side for a purpose that will presently appear the cup is provided with a perpendicular division nearly in the center a small hole being drilled in the bottom of that side next to the handle the front and larger side is filled with a mixture of blue and white paper cuttings and thus prepared together with the saucer it is placed on the table when pouring the coffee and milk into the cup the performer takes care that it goes into the space provided with the small hole through which it immediately runs into the body of the saucer it is usual to bring the trick to a conclusion by apparently throwing the fluid over the audience already described but should the performer be provided with a number of small cups and a tray that portion of the beverage not used may be handed round as refreshments the hydrostatic tube this is a trick of comparatively recent invention it requires very careful handling and the performer must be possessed of almost superhuman nerve to present it successfully to a critical audience it produces however a most extraordinary effect and on this account is to be recommended a piece of paper is placed at the bottom of a glass tube or chimney used for gas which is then filled with water while the top of the tube is covered with a second piece of paper the right hand is then placed on the top paper and the position of the tube is reversed the papers are then each in turn removed but the water does not fall from the cylinder on the contrary it remains suspended without visible means of support the papers are now replaced and the top one is pierced with a hat pin when on the pin being withdrawn the water falls at once into a basement placed ready to receive it under the tube the surprising result is due entirely to a well-known natural law viz the pressure of the atmosphere and is nothing more nor less than a modification of the old school board trick of keeping a glass of water inverted by a means of sheet of paper the new arrangement will however require special explanation each end of the cylinder is fitted with a glass cap grooved to fit into and over at the same time this is necessary to avoid slipping the ends of the tube also the edges of the cap must be ground so that the point of juncture shall be airtight one of the caps has a small hole drilled through the center when about to present the trick the two glass caps are laid on the bottoms of two upturned tumblers where they are quite invisible the performer then draws attention to the two square pieces of paper which he dips into the water contained in the bowl afterwards laying them down on the glass tumblers and over the glass discs he next shows the tube passing his wand through it to prove that it has not undergone any preparation then taking one of the papers and at the same time secretly securing one of the discs not the one with the hole in it he places it at the bottom of the tube which is forthwith stood on the palm of the left hand the tube is then filled with water and covered with the remaining piece of paper and glass cap the position of the tube is then reversed after which it is taken by the center and both papers are removed the water will not run out of the small hole in the bottom cap owing to the fact that no air can get in at the top the glass caps being absolutely invisible the water will now appear to be suspended in the tube without any natural means of support the papers are again placed on the end of the tube where being wet they readily adhere the hands are now placed one on each end and the tube is reversed this is necessary to bring the cap with the hole in it to the top the top paper is then pierced with a hat pin which passing through the hole in the cap gives the impression that there cannot be anything but paper covering the end of the tube when the pin is withdrawn the air rushes into the tube and as a natural consequence the paper and disc fall from the bottom liberating the water the bowl should be half full of water when the cap falls to avoid fracture of the glass the cap is then brought away from the top of the tube under the cover of the piece of paper and both are dropped into the bowl when the tube can once more be given for examination the hydrostatic tumbler 
This trick, which is similar in principle to that immediately preceding it, is preferred by some as being less cumbersome. It is also easier to work and consequently entails less anxiety on the part of the performer. The effect, however, although pretty, is not quite so startling. The necessary apparatus consists of a glass tumbler with a small hole drilled in the side, one inch from the bottom, the mouth of which must be fitted with a glass cap in the same manner as the tube of the preceding trick. The performer, having drawn attention to the tumbler, also a small piece of paper, dips the latter into a bowl of water and lays it down over the glass cap. The tumbler, held with the thumb covering the small hole, is then filled with water from the bowl and covered with a piece of paper under which, unknown to the audience, is the glass disc. The glass is then inverted and the paper withdrawn, the water remaining suspended without visible means of support. The tumbler cannot be turned about in any direction without the least fear of the water escaping, so long as the thumb is kept over the small hole in its side. It can also be stood on the table, the hand being removed entirely, as the water cannot escape through the small hole owing to the presence of the cap. The tumbler is once more raised and inverted when the performer undertakes to cause the water to fall at any given number counted by the audience. The last effect, which adds considerably to the trick, is brought about by very simple means. All the performer has to do is to remove the thumb covering the small hole when the air rushes in and causes the disc to fall. The bowl, as before, should be half full of water to provide a cushion for the falling disc, which under these circumstances will not be injured nor its presence detected. Watch, Glass, and Handkerchief This is a trick of genuine sleight of hand and will test the performer's ability in several ways. In effect, it is as follows. Having obtained the loan of a silk hat and a lady's gold watch, the performer wraps the latter in a small silk handkerchief and, thus cared for, places it in a champagne tumbler the watch glass and handkerchief are now caused to vanish one at a time being apparently passed up behind a beam on the ceiling the hat is then taken shown perfectly empty and held at arm's length above the performer's head the vanished articles are now collected one at a time in the hat into which they are actually heard to fall being removed as they arrive by the performer the modus operandi is as follows the watch is enfolded in the handkerchief in the same manner as the coin is enfolded in the paper in a new coin fold, and after having taken it down to the lady, that she may satisfy herself by its tick that it is still there, and when returning with it to the stage, it is allowed to slide out of the handkerchief into the profonda on the left side. The handkerchief, which is still supposed to contain the watch, is then placed in the tumbler, which is in turn covered with the hat. You then address the audience somewhat as follows. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my attention to pass these three articles, the watch, glass, and handkerchief, up behind that beam on the ceiling. Would you like them to go separately or one at a time? The last remark, owing to its stupidity, will probably be well received. It, however, means nothing, and you continue, visibly or invisibly. The reply to this is sure to be visibly. You then remark, well, in that case, I shall have to remove the hat. This you do with the right hand while standing with the right side to the audience, the left hand under the cover of the body taking the watch from the profonda. The hat is then immediately transferred to the left hand and the watch allowed to slide into it in the act of placing it on the table. Should the reply to the question visibly or invisibly be invisibly, the performer need not become confused, as in any case the articles do actually go invisibly. In this case, the reply would be certainly, with the greatest pleasure, but for the purpose of the trick, I must remove the hat. The envanishment of the watch is caused by simply taking up the tumbler and shaking out the handkerchief. The disappearance of the tumbler is effected with the aid of a large sheet of newspaper. A sheet torn from the local paper will answer every purpose. In this case, you would not omit to mention that you always use that paper in preference to an outsider, it being the more expeditious. The sheet of paper is pressed over the tumbler and molded well into the shape of the same. The tumbler being removed under cover of the edges of the paper and dropped into the profonda on the left side. The center of the paper bearing the profile of the glass is then crushed between the hands, when to all appearance the tumbler will have vanished. 
the handkerchief is disposed of by palming in the usual way when the right hand containing it immediately grasps the hat and turns it upside down this is done by extending the fingers to catch the watch which then remains hidden in the hand with a handkerchief when the hat can be shown to be empty the hat is now held above the head and after dramatic effect the watch is allowed to fall from the hand after which it is taken from the hat and handed back to the owner the hat is once more shown empty after which the handkerchief is obtained in the same way this time however the hat is turned upside down and the handkerchief allowed to fall on the floor while all eyes are on the handkerchief the left hand obtains the glass from the profonda and in the act of changing the hat over into the left hand to pick up the handkerchief with the right it is thereby introduced the hat containing the glass is then held upside down as previously instructed and both sleeves are pulled back while passing it from one hand to the other finally the glass is produced it being heard to fall into the hat whence it is taken in due course paper cone watch rabbit and boxes the effect of this excellent stage trick is as follows a watch is borrowed and dropped into a conical paper bag held by one of the spectators the performer then loads the magic pistol with a small silk handkerchief this he fires in the direction of the bag after which the bag is opened and found to contain the handkerchief the watch having disappeared attention is next drawn to a box which has been hanging over the head of the performer from the commencement of the entertainment and which on being open is found to consist of a nest of six boxes the smallest of which contains a rabbit with the borrowed watch tied around its neck the main secret of the trick lies in the paper bag which is really double consisting of two pieces of paper gummed together around the edges the corner of one piece being removed at the commencement of the trick a small silk handkerchief is hidden between the two pieces of paper when making the bag it must be so arranged that the corner at which is the opening is at the top under cover of the point of the bag the handkerchief is removed from its place of concealment and dropped into the bag proper the double side being immediately pulled over to the opposite side of the bag to again conceal the handkerchief if the bag is well made this side well creased over a casual glance into its interior will reveal nothing suspicious in this condition the bag is given to a spectator to hold and he is then requested to drop the watch into it which he does he thinks into the bag proper but really the watch falls into the position previously occupied by the handkerchief the top of the bag is then folded over the performer now loads a duplicate handkerchief into the pistol and having disposed of it in the usual way fires in the direction of the bag he then unfolds the bag and shakes out the handkerchief being careful to hold the watch so that it does not fall at the same time he then crumples up the paper in his hands and in the act of doing so tears out the watch which is forthwith palmed the paper being thrown away the box which should be suspended with two cords over pulleys is then lowered and when taking it in his hands to place it on the table the performer is able to secretly attach the watch to a swivel hook which is hanging on the side of most remote from the audience this swivel hook is attached to the ribbon around the rabbit's neck the arrangement being as follows the ribbon is tied around the rabbit which is then placed in the smallest box the ribbon being allowed to hang outside the box when the lid is closed the box is then placed in the next large one the ribbon still being allowed to hang outside this is continued until the ribbon is left hanging on the outside of the last box the denouement will now be clear as the boxes are removed one after another the watch is suspended behind that last exposed and when the rabbit is taken out it will be impossible to tell that the watch was not actually removed from the same box end of chapter eight part two